You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 49. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey guys, as promised, this episode is going to be all about mindset and I really, really can't wait to talk about all these things because for me, when I heard people talking about mindset, I was like, what the heck are they talking about? Like that seems so esoteric and elusive even things like self-love, it's kind of like the same thing. You can't really put your finger on what it is. And I would actually get annoyed when people were like, change your mindset or whatever it is. But now I realize how important this work is and how important it is to make it a focus in our lives. It really can change everything in our lives. And it's so powerful. So I kind of took everything that I know about it and distilled it down to what I'm going to be talking about in this episode, I'm going to be talking about different strategies and tools and really specific things that we can fall back on to have a toolbox of things that we can really take out and use when we need them because we are going to need them. Life is never linear. It's never good all the time, but in shifting our mindset, it can really be something where we come from strength and resilience instead of going down into pessimism and negativity and thinking that our life is over and oh my God, which was how I operated for such a long time. But first I want to give you just a quick update. Um, when this episode comes out, I'm actually going to be in Boston. It is my first time back in six years, you guys, since I graduated from grad school in 2012, which is crazy. I cannot believe that. And my time in Boston, I spent one year there just like going really hard and studying and cooking school. I was in grad school. I got my master's in food studies there. But it was really the time that I took a gamble on my life and I look back at that time so fondly uh, on Instagram this past week or last week, I posted something about how I was miserable in my corporate job and how I left that job and left a paycheck, even though I knew that it wasn't for me, I knew I deserved more and I knew that I deserved better. Um, I left that job to come to grad school in Boston to totally change my life and to start something new. I had always been interested in food. I knew I never wanted to have a restaurant per se. I maybe thought I wanted to be like a wine sommelier, 
or something like that, a consultant. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I didn't just want to go to cooking school. I wanted to do something that would allow me to have like a really well-rounded background. And that is exactly what my program at Boston University uh, did for me. I have experience in like every area with food because we know that food is not just about eating. It's about the history. It's about business. It's about writing and the way that you communicate, the way that you describe food, the anthropology of food, food and the senses. Those are just some of the um, classes that I took. I even took a cheese class. And if I've, if I have any of my gastro people, because it was a gastronomy program listening, they can relate. It was just so beautiful. And um, I remember... While I was still at my still at my corporate job, I took a trip to Boston and New York because those were the places that had the schools that I wanted to attend. And I remember standing on the corner of the building that had like the school and the cooking school and everything and just looking out and I had this feeling inside of me that I would be back there. Something was inside of me and was just like you are going to be back here and this is going to be your life soon. I had no indication that that was going to happen, but I just felt it like so deeply. And the moment that I got back to my corporate job, I quit with nothing else in place, uh, nothing else to save me, no net, just that deep faith and that knowing that I would be accepted into that program. And it was really like, difficult to get in. They don't pick that many people, but I just worked my butt off on my application. And again, I really just guided myself with that knowing of my intuition that I would be back there. And I was, and I left my home. I left everything. I had an apartment by myself. I knew nobody in Boston. I had never lived outside of Florida in my life. Um, so super scared, but I knew that it was what I had to do. And it just really opened up so many doors for me. I met so many incredible people. Some of them have been on the podcast. Many more will be coming on the podcast. Uh, But to make these connections in my life has been so important. And I just look at that time as such a big period of growth of really learning to be alone and to be by myself. When I started school, I was in a relationship that um, at the time felt really good, but looking back, it was really just a temporary thing for me to learn lessons and to catapult me into other pieces of growth. So half of my time there, I was by myself, Uh, single, you know, still, uh, you know, no family. I obviously made friends and really amazing friends who still friends with to this day, have really awesome relationships, but I really learned to be alone and to, uh, just enjoy my own company being, you know, sometimes by myself on the weekends and things like that. I had never known how to do that. I'm somebody who always had like noise going on, whether it was being around people or just being distracted. It was so uncomfortable for me to be alone. And it was also during that time that I started to get into Janine Roth's work and I began to heal my relationship with food, like really be super deliberate about it. And It was probably one of the greatest years of spiritual growth for me because, again, I really learned how to rely on myself and to be with myself and to sit with my thoughts. And that's why that period was so important to me. And going back to Boston now, um, I'm actually going to be on my way back home when 
uh, this podcast is airing. It just feels great to be back. Derek is coming with me for part of the time. I'm actually going to be with my mastermind women for a conference that we're going to be attending. And I'm so excited about that, but I really want to, um, step into this new portion of my life and this new sort of calling that I'm feeling. And it's actually something that I've been testing out for the past few months and I haven't really talked about it that much, but because I have made so many strides in my own business and I've really grown it in a way that's become sustainable and amazing and I'm not close to being done yet, uh, I just feel so empowered and independent and strong. And I feel like I've overcome so many things in my life and I feel so passionate about helping others do the same. So I have been testing my business coaching program on a few clients kind of behind the scenes. I haven't really been talking about it, but now I'm offering it as an official offering. And if you are an NTP or a nutritionist or somebody who just wants to get their message out there, who feels that stirring in their heart, who maybe like doesn't know how they can make money from it. I'm here to tell you that it's totally possible, but I wish that I had had somebody exactly like me to help me through that process. It's kind of what my own coach has done for me this past year has really given me the accountability and the strategies and the tactics because she has been there before and she has done it. And to also have another amazing group of women who are also far ahead of me that I can talk to and ask questions to and are in the same mindset as me. So I'm going to be kind of announcing in the next week or so um, the sort of everything that that entails. That sentence didn't make sense at all, but um, it's just because I'm so excited. But I'm going to be outlining it kind of officially, but reach out to me on Instagram uh, or on my website if you are interested in that. I'm so, so, so passionate again about helping women do this because being an entrepreneur, I know it's not for everybody. Not everybody has that, you know, feeling inside of them. And again, so many of us has have so many different passions. Like your passion and your purpose could be being a mom or taking care of somebody or just being a librarian or whatever it is that makes you happy. So it doesn't really have to be like this crazy, exciting thing. And it is not for everybody, but and some people are happy in their corporate job and that's great too. Like whatever it is that like makes you happy and makes you uh, excited to show up every day, just do that thing. But for some of us, we feel something inside of us that we need to put out into the world. And I want you to know that you can make money from that thing, that you can make it profitable, that you can be your own boss, that it can be something really, really, really incredible. And I've spent the last six years really focusing most of my energy on this. And now it is really starting to take off in a way that I never could have imagined. And I want to help others do the same. On the same note, next week, I want you to be, uh, I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to be putting out a free training about a question that I get all the time and a problem that I see all the time, especially with food and weight loss and kind of keeping a good mindset as we do all of these things. But I have seen this struggle in so many women, the fact that many women perhaps are, in try, are trying intuitive eating and it's like really not working for them. They're gaining weight. They're not feeling good in their bodies. And I think that when you align a good mindset 
good practical tools, and then just like the science of weight loss, you can do really amazing things. So I'm going to be offering something uh, that sort of entails all of those things. I want you to be on the lookout for it. It's going to be totally free and I can't wait to talk about it. So just stay tuned. And that's it for the intro. That was kind of a long intro, but let's get right into the mindset stuff. Uh, what is mindset? What do people mean when they talk about that? It is confusing and it is not something that is very clear, but our mindset is basically just our attitude, the way that we approach the world, the way that we perceive the world, the way that we perceive our circumstances. It's a framework that we see. And it's kind of like the glasses that you see through the world. We can either be really positive about it or we can be really negative about it. Like, honestly, I know that many people, you know, might be struggling with things right now that are, have really, really difficult situations happening. So I'm not exactly speaking to those things because those things can be really, really hard. Um, And I'm sorry if you're going through something right now that seems like that. I've been there and I'm sure many of us have all been there at some point in our lives. But in thinking about our everyday life, having a good mindset and a positive mindset is really about resilience, strength, courage, and really being in control of your life and taking responsibility of our life. So many of us believe that because certain things have happened to us, that we should be negative forever and that we should hold grudges and have a chip on our shoulder. And I really believe Uh, This is where I kind of combine the woo with this. I really believe that like whatever we put out there and the attitude that we have is exactly what it brings back. And I've seen that with myself. Um, And I am somebody who did not used to have a good mindset. I used to have all of, you know, the victim mentality and, oh my God, poor me, this always happens to me. So it's always going to happen to me forever. I lived so many years not taking responsibility for my life, blaming everybody, um, for the bad things that happened to me. And that was just, that's easy, right? It's easy to not do that. And it's easy to shift our responsibility to the outside because then that means that we don't have to deal with it. And that's just like way easier than having to take actual responsibility. Like my coach, Jill Coleman says, radical responsibility for your life. Um, And this really has to do with my view on spirituality and believing that everything that happens to me happens for a reason. Uh, And also having them, you know, clearing up the misconception that if you believe in something and like, if you believe in God, that like only beautiful things will happen to you. That's not really true. Even though I thought that what it really means is that you feel um, strong enough and resilient enough to, to handle whatever that is whatever comes your way. That didn't make sense either. But you're able to handle whatever comes your way because you have a resilient mindset. You kind of become a problem solver instead of wallowing. Uh, And I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel your feelings necessarily, but instead of wallowing, you go into action and you're like, okay, what can I actually do about this? Um, And really taking a spiritual perspective I know that whatever happens to me, even if it might be uncomfortable, is in favor favor of my growth as a person in life. And it's really about being optimistic because if I don't have a spiritual view in my life, then I suffer. And that's just the truth. That's the truth of what it is. And if I believe in something greater, 
if I believe that I have a purpose, if I have a belief that my life is here for a reason and that whatever I feel in my heart to do in this world is something that is important and needed, then I don't suffer because I know that whatever happens is just for my growth. And all I'm interested in this point is my growth. And that involves a lot of discomfort. It involves fear. It involves being uncomfortable. It doesn't involve smooth sailing. Um, I think that many of us think that we want that, but there's a quote that always sticks out to me that I always think of by Zig Ziglar, who was a motivational speaker back in the day. He's He was actually Seth Godin, who's another one of my idols. Uh, he was actually Seth Godin's mentor. And he has a quote that always sticks with me. And it's hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. So what does that mean? That means that like, if we decide to take the path of growth and do the things that we know are best for us, which are not always easy, which do require discipline, things like moving your body, things like having hard conversations, things like starting a business that you really want to start and like really having the freedom to implement discipline or having, yeah, I mean, because discipline equals freedom, at least for me, because if I don't have, if I know what I'm going to do, then I just do it and there's no mental noise and that's freedom for me. A lot of people aren't like that, but I have a feeling many of you are. So if we can make those hard choices from the beginning, then our life is kind of smooth sailing. But if we make the easy choices, then things can feel more difficult for us later. So I hope that makes sense. And, um, I want you to know that you can shift your mindset at any moment. At any moment in time, you can choose to look at things differently. And I really think it's also about the feelings that we feel. Many feelings are uncomfortable. And I think that many people aren't willing to feel their feelings, their sadness, their anger. And what happens when we don't feel them and when we do things to avoid feeling them, sometimes something might have happened to us or whatever. Uh, and we feel this thing like in the black hole of our body. Like, I just can't go there. I can't feel that thing. It's too uncomfortable. I just can't do it. Um, we really become anxious about feeling the thing. So now we don't want to feel our sadness. So we're anxious about it. And then we feel pissed at ourselves for not feeling it. And then we distract ourselves. And like, I'm just not about that life anymore. <laughs> and I was there for such a long time and it was so uncomfortable for me to step out of it because we'd rather stay stuck in our own thinking. It is so hard to change you guys. Um, and I have changed and I want you to know that you can too. If you are somebody who feels uncomfortable in their negative thinking patterns and their beliefs and things like that, I want you to know that it's totally possible. I came to this work of mindset and resilience and strength and optimism kicking and screaming. Like I did not want to do it. It was so comfortable for me to stay in my blame mode. And I can't even fathom being there again, because I have made so many deliberate, deliberate shifts in my life to not be there. Um, and it's really coming down to looking at things from a soul versus an ego perspective. So we know what the soul feels like, right? We talked about this in Jessica's episode, last week's episode. Um, and we know what that feels like. It feels expansive. It feels good. It feels, um, you know, 
peaceful in your body. And then we know what the ego feels like. The ego grabs, the ego uh, needs to be in control. And we know that when a thought is coming from the ego, it's not necessarily the right thought. And as humans, our default mode is not positive. The eve, the default mode is from the ego. So it just wants to be satisfied with external things. It wants to, again, be in control. It wants you to succumb to like external pleasures and things like that. And, you know, that's fine if it's working for you, but it is not going to provide long-term growth because you're constantly looking outside of yourself. Um, and the ego is never satisfied either. It just wants more and more and more of what doesn't work. And we can stay there for years and just like these patterns that are not working for us, but because it is habitual, because it has been literally cemented in our brains, that is where we're operating from. And if we can sort of shift ourselves into thinking like, okay, am I going to operate from the soul or the ego and sort of identify that and having the awareness, awareness is the name of the game here. Awareness is the way that we are going to get out of our negative thinking patterns and implement a better mindset. And it's not only for food and nutrition, it's with money, with relationships, with our businesses. Um, and it's really about being able to withstand whatever comes at us, whatever feeling comes at us, whatever external circumstance. And it happens by becoming aware and being, being able to sit with it. And to me, that's what love is. Love is being able to sit with myself in a loving presence, no matter what's going on with me. So it's not like I'm some enlightened being. I'm not at all. I'm totally human. And I have my negative thoughts and my negative days, and I can still go down the negative path sometimes, but I stop myself. I like snap myself back into positivity and resilience and courage. And we need to know that these sorts of things that I'm going to be talking about now don't come automatically. And these are things that we need to put effort towards. So we need to journal, we need to do repetition, we need to tell ourselves mantras, things are good, that are going to be good for us. So that's sort of my intro to mindset and sort of what it encompasses and why it's so important. So it's really important for me because anything can be going on. Like I can be anywhere. I can be triggered by somebody. I can have something happen in my life. I can, whatever happens. And I can choose because it's a choice and it's not automatic. It's an effortful choice that I make to look at it in a way that it is going to benefit my growth. And in that way, I don't suffer. And you don't have to suffer either because I spent too long there, like I've said so many times, but it's just more pleasurable this way in a sense, even though it's uncomfortable, it feels better for the long run, making that hard choice to again, have that easy life. So what are the specific tools that I use and the specific ways that you can shift your mindset? There are three or four that I'm going to be talking about today. The first one is having a fixed versus a growth mindset. This is Carol Dweck's work. I actually have a YouTube video on this that I will link in the show notes. So a fixed mindset is one where you 
don't think that you can get better, where you think you are stagnant, where you don't think that your life can change, where it's just like, well, you just kind of like give up in life. And many of us are like that in the world. Probably half of the population is like that too. Like they're in a job they don't like, perhaps they're in a relationship they don't like. Um, they can't stand up for themselves. They don't have boundaries or anything, and they don't believe that things can get better for them. So they just sort of stay stuck because it's like, well, you know, the ego is telling them, even though it's uncomfortable and even though I don't feel good, like this is all I'm used to. So I'll just stay here forever. And it doesn't have to be like that. And if we shift to a growth mindset, we know that we can get better at things. So you have to have a growth mindset about a mindset. How meta is that? Um, but you know that things can change. You know that you are the arbiter and the master of your life. So at any moment, you can choose to look at things differently. You can choose to develop new skills. You can choose to have a different job. You can choose to leave a relationship. So it is the harder choice, but it is, it is one that is going to yield the most growth for you. So that's something that I always kind of think back on. Like, am I operating from a fixed mindset right now, or am I going from a growth mindset? And again, look into Carol Dweck's work. She has just a lot of free stuff, free articles, YouTube videos, and things like that, that go way more deeply into it than I'm talking about right now. But this is sort of just the super basics. The next one is going from a victim to a warrior mentality. So I'm not talking about like when terrible things happen to somebody that they're victims of certain crimes or things like that. Uh, again, that is not what I'm talking about here. But uh, And I don't want to disregard those things either, so I'm just sort of putting that out there. But if we have a victim mentality, then we think that things, it's kind of like a fixed mindset. It's like, this thing happened to me because I'm the victim and because these things always happen to me and my life will never get better. And you just operate from like that really low energetic place. And if we go towards the warrior, the warrior, not the warrior, like worry, but a warrior, um, those just totally sounded the same, but um, somebody who is strong, somebody who has that ability to see things better for themselves, somebody who can take action, uh, somebody who can believe that they are in control of their lives, somebody who sees things for their growth. So again, these are sort of the same things, but there's a different terminology in the way that we talk about them. Another big one is scarcity versus abundance. And this is especially uh, pertinent with food and your body because this has to do with dieting. The reason that we binge is because we have a scarcity mindset because we think that we're going to go on a diet on Monday. Therefore, we are not going to be able to eat the thing. So we got to get it all now because there's not going to be enough. It's, it's not going to be here anymore. So I have to eat it all now and I have to hoard it all for myself. Even like in money and business, this happens too, where we might make a choice in business that perhaps might not give us the most growth, but will allow us to uh, move in a way that will be more sustainable for us. So perhaps like a client comes to us that like really isn't an awesome client, but we think that we have to take it because like, I don't really deserve anything better. So I'll just take it right now versus waiting for the proper person to come into our lives. And this is also in romantic relationships too. And we might settle for somebody that is not for us, but it's like, you know, it's not really better than whatever I've been seeing lately. It's just kind of good enough. So I'll just settle. And that's coming from scarcity instead of 
being uncomfortable with being alone for a little bit longer and waiting for that right person, which if you're in that spot, I promise you that person is coming. Um, We'll do a whole episode on relationships, but relationships are something that I struggled with for a really long time. And I have an amazing relationship now that does take a lot of work that we both have, uh, you know, growth mindsets for an abundant and an abundance mindset. So, um, scarcity is really just about settling for something that, you know, isn't quite good enough for you, but you don't think anything better is going to come along. So you just settle for that scarcity and you don't think that you deserve more. And if we shift towards abundance, if we know that there is literally an unlimited resource of so many things, and we know that we can create larger things in our lives, then it's way easier to believe that the things are coming and to have patience in the things that we want. And patience is really, really, really important. Um, but shifting from scarcity to abundance with food, with money, with business, with your relationships is a huge, huge, huge game changer. Another thing is the fuck it versus moving on mentality. And this is one that I used to, um, see in my life a lot, especially with food and eating. Um, actually before I go into that, let me just say one thing about the food thing, um, which I'm not which I did not go over. And that is believing that, you know, so many of us go on to diets and we do certain things and we feel this like ravenous need to eat a food. When in actuality, if we have an abundance mindset with it, we know that any food can be allowed at any time. But again, we are making empowered choices with our foods and taking responsibility for the way that we eat. And because we intend to feel good, we can make choices that are aligned with that. So if you're struggling with food, which I know potentially many of you are that are listening to this podcast, know that any food is allowed at all times. And the choices that we make with food should be made by us. So there shouldn't be rules necessarily, but like the choices should come naturally. And if you're somebody who is eating a lot of processed food right now or sugar, and you feel addicted to those foods, that's totally normal. That's what those foods are intended to do. And I'm not vilifying them. I'm just talking the truth about them that like those foods will mess up your brain and they will, uh, again, not like in this, like, you know, super vilifying way. It's just the truth about them that you eat those foods and your body and your mind tells you that you want more when your body actually doesn't want them. So that's why I really suggest and, think that people should perhaps go through a an elimination diet or something or a period of just eating whole foods so they can get their taste buds back in place, they can get their satiety and hunger mechanisms back in place because when we're eating a lot of processed foods and a lot of sugar and you're t- and I'm and you're hearing me tell you, "Oh, just eat what your body tells you." That's not what your body's asking you to eat. So, I'm just putting that out there as something to think about, but Viewing food in abundance really takes the load off because dieting is all about scarcity and that's the way that we're marketed towards too, buy my product because uh, it's going to help you lose weight or whatever. It's all coming from a scarcity mindset and 
that's probably the one that has made the biggest impact on me just in general in my entire life. So that's why I wanted to just take a few extra seconds to talk about it. But the fuck it versus the moving on mentality is really prevalent with food, especially because let's say that we have told ourselves that we're going to eat a certain way and then we don't. And then we say, fuck it. We say, what the hell? I might as well do all of the damage. Uh, The fact that I just loosened my belt a little bit um, metaphorically and, you know, perhaps ate one thing that was outside of my plan or outside of what I had intended for myself. So I might as well just like ruin it all. Even like with spending money, let's say we're going on like a money diet and we're telling ourselves that we can't eat. I mean, I'm sorry, that we can't, uh, spend money on a certain thing or not spend a lot of money. And then we spend a little bit and we're like, well, fuck it. I might as well just, do all of the rest of the damage. And this can happen in business too. It can happen in relationships where like you say something mean and you're like, well, I already said that. So now I'm a terrible person. Um, so I'm just going to say all the mean things. So you kind of just like throw the baby out with the bathwater. You throw all caution to the wind and you just like go for it because like you slipped a little bit and you think that it's all over. And this is so common. And I... I'm here to tell you that one tiny little slip doesn't really do much in any sort of area. I mean, unless it's like obviously something super intense, but most things aren't like that. And if we can view ourselves as just being human, as just knowing that like we are going to fuck up sometimes in some areas, those are all lessons. Those are all growth. So if you can view this with a growth mindset, um, it really goes along perfectly with this, but If we can know that we are human, that we are going to slip up, if we know that we're going to fail, we don't have to give up. That's essentially what that is. When we say, fuck it, we've given up. And we're just like, well, might as well just give up completely. Might as well just quit. Might as well just not exercise because I missed a day. So I might as well not do it for the rest of the week. Um, Might as well eat crap for the rest of the week because I ate this one thing. You've given up on yourself in that moment. And that might be hard to hear, but Again, I'm not, this podcast isn't here to sugarcoat. It's here to tell you the truth. And sometimes it's hard to be honest, but I've really made that commitment to myself and to you guys. Uh, I cannot be in integrity if I don't tell the truth. So if we can know that we're human, then we can just move on and we can just say, Hey, I did that. Okay. Let me just move on to the next thing. What is the next right action that I can take? Allow yourself to rise, allow yourself to not get sucked in by that negative thought, which is our default. Allow yourself to be positive and to view it as like a learning lesson. Like, okay, I did that thing. What did I feel? Okay. What is the next right move? The next right thing, the next right action. You don't have to think about the rest of your life of eating healthy. You don't have to think about the rest of your life with working out every single day or at least moving your body every single day. If you're not currently doing that, you can just think, what is the one thing that I can do? And let me just do that. So it's really about being compassionate with yourself and saying, Hey, you did that thing. And like, it's totally okay. I'm going to forgive myself for doing that in the moment. Forgiveness is really important. And I'm just going to go do the next thing. The next thing that's positive, that's empowering, that's courageous for me because I have compassion for myself and because I can forgive myself in that moment. When we don't forgive ourselves and we're not compassionate towards ourselves, we berate ourselves and we're disappointed and we're frustrated. And that doesn't feel good. We can't judge ourselves in that way. Like we're already judged by people in society. Why are we going to judge ourselves? 
And if you do judge yourself, just don't judge the judgment. Again, take that 30,000 foot aerial view and be able to be resilient. So that one is super important in so many different things. And it can really save us so much pain and strife if we do not allow ourselves to fall into that sort of thinking. The next thing that I want to talk about, so those were the four sort of tools, strategies that you can pull on any moment, just being aware, again, implementing that awareness from where you're operating from. But I want to talk about the specifics, the specific sort of components of our mindset and how we can sort of break them down to become a little bit more aware in our bodies. So within our mindset, and this is an idea from Richard Rohr, who you guys know that I love, but he talks about the body, the heart, and the mind. And these are all components of us as a soul, of us as a complete person, having body, mind, and spirit and things like that. Um, And when we talk about the body, the body doesn't lie. So the mind lies to us all the time in, you know, operating from the ego and doing things that are uncomfortable for us in uh, trying to protect us and trying to make us survive. It is like a child in a sense. So the mind lies to us all the time and we can't believe all of our thoughts, but the body, the body doesn't lie. If we feel a pain, there's something going on there. If our stomach hurts, you know, whatever, but the body does not lie. The body is completely objective and it tells the truth about what we are feeling. Um, And then we have the heart. The heart is our soul. Um, The heart is the place that we should be operating from. And I do think that our hearts do need to be broken and broken open in order to have that full-on human experience to feel whatever it is that we are feeling. And some ways that we can um, make the heart feel better are doing things that make you feel in the flow. So art, singing, music, nature, um, being one with somebody. Uh, Why am I sounding? (laughs) It's just because I think my father listens to this episodes, these episodes, and like, I don't want to say sex here. (laughs) But like, you know, doing that, doing something that is going to make you feel alive. Um, again, moving your body, feeling good, uh, feeling like you're connected with the earth, doing art, doing something creative, doing something that's just going to make you feel alive in your body and in your mind that is opening the heart. Um, and it is super important to do those things and things that you can do for the body are obviously feeding it well, moving, getting massage work done, getting Reiki. So like, what are the physical things that you can do to sort of like empty the body and get that physical energy out? The next part is the mind. And the mind is something, again, that we have to have discipline with, that we have to have discipline into believing that things are happening for our own good. Because if we just let our mind run rampant and let it run on default, it is not going to do awesome things for us. I can tell you that right now. Um, but things that we can do for the mind are things like meditation and journaling and sort of like being disciplined with the beginning of the day and saying, what do I intend for this day? What do I want myself to feel like? How am I going to direct my thoughts? Because I'm the captain of this ship. I'm the painter of this painting. I'm the artist of my life. What are some ways that I am going to direct my thoughts in a positive and growth manner so I can be resilient with whatever happens to me? And it's really about 
emptying the mind, emptying the thoughts. So if you're a fan of Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way, that book is incredible. She talks about morning pages, waking up and doing three freehand pages of whatever mumbo jumbo comes from your head, like just empty it, talk about it to somebody, meditate, uh, get those thoughts out of your head and empty it so that the heart can then be filled and then we can move with the body. Um, I also want you to know that if you've been going through a tough time and, um, you know, many things aren't working out there, uh, I'm somebody who always relied on external things, other people, uh, food, alcohol, drugs, shopping. Um, and again, my mind is sort of like addicty and I need to keep those in check. It doesn't mean that my mind doesn't ever go there thinking like, you know, you guys know I don't really drink now, but my mind will still say sometimes like, Hey, why don't you just like go to happy hour and get drunk? Like how good will that feel? But I know I'm not going to feel awesome afterwards. So I'm always having my growth in mind, but sometimes we really, really need to feel like shit in order to feel good. And we sort of have to like hit that rock bottom and exhaust all other methods of attempting to feel good. The things that society will tell us that make us feel good. Things like having the perfect job or the perfect house or the perfect house. I just said that, or the perfect husband, I mean, or wife or partner or having children or getting pregnant or whatever it is that we believe is going to make us happy or make us complete. Those things are all lies. Like if we don't have our internal compass set up properly, if we don't believe that we can handle our shit that comes into our life then things don't go well. So sometimes we have to exhaust and try all those mechanisms and then forgive ourselves for uh, going there and believing that those things will help us. We already have everything that we need. And in order to find our way, sometimes we need to feel really, really bad in order to find this way of having that internal peace, having those internal mechanisms, those thinking frameworks, and direct our thoughts in a way that's going to manifest our best life. I will be doing an episode eventually on manifestation, which I'm a big, big, big believer in. I've manifested people in my life and I've manifested jobs and money and things like that. And it's not like... I love Abraham Hicks, but I don't subscribe fully to that sort of way of thinking. Um, But I will be talking more in detail kind of what I do in my own manifestation practice and how I am able to manifest things that I didn't think were possible for me, but it really started with changing my mindset. The last thing that I'll leave you with when it comes to this is the people that you surround yourself with are possibly the most important thing. I have been kind of going through a transition in my life of like, really thinking about deliberately, who do I want to spend my time with? Who do I want to listen to? Who am I going to ask advice to? Because for so long, again, I just kind of let that fall automatically. Like, well, well, I guess this person is just a good friend and I guess I will uh, just stay with them because other people aren't out there for me. And it really wasn't until perhaps maybe a year and a half ago that I really started evaluating these things and sort of like, you know, shifting who I hung out with all the time because I realized that a lot of the people in my life did not have the same mindset as me and it was really bringing me down. So until I was deliberate about it and really started searching and having that intention in my life, I did not um, see those changes. So once you again intend 
to manifest the correct people into your life and really shift your mindset and put out those that light and that positive energy, you will attract the people that are meant for you. And you can let go of people that you are scared of letting go because new people are going to rush in. Because if you're having people in your life that are bringing you down, that are being negative, that just like really aren't that awesome to you and like kind of make you feel like shit, like you don't have to be friends with those people. And I wish somebody had told me that because I stayed there for way too long. So be deliberate about who who you spend your time with, about whose voices you're allowing to come into your brain. Um... Not saying that you're never going to be around triggering people, but if you have, um, or that you can avoid them completely if like they're your family or whatever, but if you have a solid mindset and you keep within yourself to know that you are in control, that you can shift things, that you can know that people will only meet you where they are. So people, if you if you're growing, it might make people uncomfortable, and it you know people might start talking shit to you about it. But people can only meet you where they are in their journey, and that's something that really helped me too. Because I wouldn't get mad at them anymore, and I wouldn't think like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I have compassion now because I'm like, well, they just aren't there yet, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you can't grow either. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, there's a lot in there. You know, listen to it again if you need to, but I will be expanding on certain areas for sure. And as always, let me know what you think. And I love you guys. And I hope you have a great day or night or whatever time it is or area where it is where you are. And again, I'm ending this on a weird note, but <laughs> that's how we do things here. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.